G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision 180. Live different. Different. Living Different at Vision 180. Mel with you today and we are joined by a very special guest all the way from Canada. He is the lead singer and songwriter for the rock band Manic Drive, Sean Cavallo. It's great to have you on the show. How are you doing? Great. Keeping really busy. Uh, I'm a new dad, so that, that keeps me occupied along with releasing a new CD. It's been like just go, go, go. So you wake up and uh, keep on going. Totally. How old is your son now? Uh, Three months. Oh, adorable. And what's his name? Cody. Oh, that's a beautiful name. How are you coping as new parents of a three-month-old? You must be exhausted. (laughs) No, actually, uh, the wife, my wife is a rock star, so she's handling it really good and trying to allow me to to play Mr. Christian music and um, yeah, we're, we're having a blast with it. And how did you go with the birth? Like did COVID affect the hospitals or anything like that? Were you able to have people come visit? Definitely a little bit interesting, nothing too crazy other than, you know, family members can, couldn't be there and stuff like that. So they drop mm. off, you know, so it was just us two, but that, that was kind of nice. Um, hospitals mm. were a little bit empty, which was also kind of nice, but and we couldn't leave, but, you know, I wouldn't want to leave anyway. So it's all good. Yeah. They had the sushi restaurant downstairs, so I, I was set. you got to love a good sushi, hey? Now, you guys have had a pretty rough 2020, it's safe to say, with uh, shows being cancelled and, of course, COVID. How has it been for you guys as musicians? How are you handling it all? You know what? Good. It's been, it's been, I think this is kind of just like a breather that just needed to be forced upon us personally. I'm not saying, you know, this is a, an awesome global pandemic, but for us personally, just to slow down during this time frame, I, th- I think has been a really good thing. 2019 was a, was a very, very, very busy year and it was crazy. And at the mm-hmm. beginning of 2020 and uh, the, the pandemic hit and everything and my wife being pregnant, we're just really taking advantage of the time that's given to us and really trying to mm-hmm. write some new songs, create some new music videos and, uh, kind of engage with our fan base online, uh, which has been going Mm. pretty good. Mm, That's a really good way to look at it. In in one way, it's a blessing when you're kind of forced to stop and and spend a bit more time with your family. You got to just, yeah, take take everything you can as a blessing sometimes. Mm. Um, I'm kind of like an optimist during during these moments and stuff. So when it hit, I was just like, yeah, game on. I'm I'm ready to kind of just lock myself in the studio and uh, write some, some tunes. Wow, because it's it's pretty full on when you you've you know you've planned tours and your most of your job is based around performing, and then all of a sudden you can't do that anymore. It's it's yeah yeah you you, you kind of just have to wait it out. So mm. uh, definitely financially it was pretty brutal, but uh, you know the Australian fans are going to jump in and buy a bunch of CDs and T-shirts, and I'm pretty sure they're they're going to rescue us from this. Right? Heck yes, we are. <laughs> Honestly, like your new single, I just love your transparency. Like I teared up when I first heard it for the first time, knowing a little bit of your story. Can you share how this single came about? Yeah, so obviously we, we kind of know the landscape of the world today. Um, and so we thought it would be pretty important to, to be a little bit more serious and somber. I know Manic Drive has a lot of upbeat stuff that, that we're kind of known for. 
But we've always, on the other end of the spectrum, had had this kind of uh, more mellow side and serious side as well. But as far as radio goes, it's always been upbeat stuff. Uh, but earlier this year, um, our mother passed away, which mm-hmm. was pretty um, detrimental to, to our family since we were pretty tight-knit. And mm-hmm. this, this whole band is, is pretty much our family. Michael and I, our brothers, were in the forefront, but it's really been supported by our parents. Um, so that, that was kind of crazy. And um, I kind of just sat in the studio without giving it too much thought. I wasn't trying to write a radio single or anything. It was just mm-hmm. expressing myself through mu- music. Um, and it was um, through the whole grieving process, which, you know, well, we, we found out that she only had like a week or so to live. Oh. I started writing. And it was throughout that, that entire process. So it's like first verse, you know, we, we find the news. Second verse, it's um, she passed. And the third kind of bridge in there is the, just the realization of, you know, being a new upcoming dad and just seeing a whole new perspective of it. And it just, mm-hmm. you know, it, the whole thing just ties into just a huge amount of gratitude for for the time we had on Earth. And, um, you know, it, we... It wouldn't be a loss if we didn't gain so much out of it. Her, she, she, she brought so much to the table, and so we're just extremely grateful for it. And that's uh, that's pretty much why we wrote the song. How did you come to that moment? Like when you when you're grieving and you're going through some really dark times, how did you come to that moment of being thankful? Um, that's a good question. Well, obviously, I'm, I'm my wife was pregnant at the time. And I want to see, see, it's like, what what did I gain from all of this? You know, in every scenario we find ourselves in, it's like, what, what are we walking away with here? Mm. And um, to me, it was a crucial lesson of just how valuable and fragile life is and how we need to really savor these these moments that we got here on Earth. I know as a believer, you know, we, we believe in an afterlife, but I feel like there's a lot of purpose on, on this life as well. Um, so kind of just going through the, the process, you know, like I said, we're being very honest and transparent and, you know, the, a lot of the times in the verses I'm saying, I don't, I don't know how to feel, but luckily I came to that conclusion of just being thankful and I kind of just held on to that. And so I'm, I'm hoping that really resonates with other listeners as well. Mm, it's such an important message, especially in 2020, when a lot of people are going through tough times in some way or another. There's people that can't even see, haven't seen their family for like a year. And just to kind of stop and, yeah. and be thankful for this moment and where we are right now is just like such a powerful message. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You guys have been in a band together for such a long time. And you've been through a few different band members since you started, I guess. What's it like being together, like just you and your brother in a band? Yeah, so Michael and I were always kind of the core of the group, and we've had different musicians and stuff. All that, you know, we're still in great terms with bands. Um, you know, they still fill in sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, it just got to a point where they they had to pursue real jazz. Um, <laughs> no! But, uh, oh, all that aside, um, no, they, they were great, and we were so thankful to have those guys in the the band while that kind of time lasted but you know being on the road and being married with kids as I'm sure I'm going to find out very shortly mm-hmm. is a pretty daunting task for for a lot of people so 
we completely respect it when they got to move on and focus on on those priorities. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my, my brother and I always had a good chemistry. You know, I I win all the fights. If there's a fist fight, I'm able to take him out. So it's you know good good chemistry. Um, we just honestly, at the end of the day, we just have a lot of fun. It's probably one of the most fulfilling things to do is just express yourself through music, do it for a good reason, um, and just see if you could connect with people that you don't even know by just kind of putting your heart out there. Mm. And uh, we get to see them, you know? And um, yeah. So is that your full-time job, writing and recording music? That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It it really, really is. It's kind of crazy how, I I don't know, my wife and I talk about this all the time. We're like, this is insane that we get to do this you know um we're, we're definitely not superstars uh, by any level but just the amount of support we get from our fans are able to make this a career is mind-boggling mm. especially in such a tight niche market you know christian pop yeah is, is pretty difficult so we're we're really thankful that people get on board with it so yeah you know if you want to get on board with it make sure you you follow us on instagram and sign up to our email list we could always use more australian fans totally do you guys have any plans to come to Australia? Obviously, once all the travel restrictions and you're allowed to leave the country again. Have you been to Australia before? Are you keen to come? No, we've done a few shows in Europe, like Sweden and Germany, and I think somewhere else. <laughs> oh, not, come on, oh, guys. And, uh, Holland, and Holland. <laughs> but not Australia yet. And this is not up to us. You know, we need people, some sort of music festival or something to call us up. Dude, I would do it for next to nothing. Like pay for flights yeah. for my wife and my kid and, you know, some band members. And we just we just have a blast with it because it's very expensive. You know, and you guys have yeah. a ton of great Australian artists out there and some from New Zealand as well. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's good that you guys support those two, but it just gets so costly to totally. <laughs> make that play. It's a long play. Yeah, it's hard in Australia because we don't have that many venues. You literally have maybe five capital cities. So compared to like Canada and America, we don't get a lot of yeah. big Christian artists touring here, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, and you guys are a large country too. So your five mm. cities are probably spread out like yep. ours. <laughs> You'd have to set out a couple months just to <laughs> to head around Australia, <laughs> but it's city. awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah! I, I'm very curious to to see Australia and know what the the people there. There's something about Canadians and Australians. It's like, man, we click. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I have a conversation, one with an Australian just flows, you know, because we're we're all British Commonwealth, yeah. not like those Americans. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not not those Americans. <laughs> How have you found that your music has progressed, like from when you started to the music you're putting out now? It it has a a different sound. It depends on how far back we go because, you know, we started recording when I was like seven or something ridiculous. (laughs) So you go back then, it's changed a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Just a bit. Uh, But in recent years as Manic Drive, um, like we started off more rock focused. I would almost like a lot of people said like a new metal sound, almost like Linkin Mm. Park. But things kind of progressed. I feel like we found our sound a little bit, and w- which is a lot more fun. As, as you can tell by my tone, we have a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so it turned a little bit more poppy, um, poppy alternative, rock, funk. Like we just like to we we like to have as much fun as possible. So if there's something out there to to try it, and mm. that's kind of the trend happening that year, we're like, hey, let's let's do it and add that manic drive flair which kind of has like a rock undertone to it and have fun with it, 
you know? Love that. Yeah. I saw on your Facebook a little while ago that you met Torrin Wells, like before he kind of got big and you kind of claimed it. Are you guys good mates now? Uh, you know, we're not the tightest. I don't like call him up for a burger every weekend, but uh, <laughs> he's definitely one dude we respect. We did a few tours with um, with Royal Taylor, so that's prior to Torn Wells, which they were pretty um, well-known as well, Royal Taylor was. And um, we had a lot of fun with those guys. I just remembered, and we just made that post because I was like, dude, we haven't really stayed in touch with these guys, and Torn's hmm. been feeling it, obviously. And so was, um, we just had really good memories. He was a solid dude, which is, I'm not going to say it's rare to find in Christian music, but like when you find <laughs> a real solid dude, it's just good to have. Yeah. Because you, you, you get to know people backstage as well. Yeah. And when when things kind of, when, when you're touring and things get real, um, the real people kind of step up. And, mm. you know, that's what I have to say about Torrent. He was, he was a solid dude. Is there any chance of a collaboration in the future? No, I just feel like we're too good for Torin right now. We just surpassed him so quickly. <laughs> In popularity, you know, he's way bigger, but, you know, our hair is so much cooler than his. That's you know? true. It's true. Um, no, no, I love the dude. Would love to do it, um, but I'm sure he, he's busy with his new stuff. Also, I, I think some of the styles might clash a little bit now, mm. but who knows? Sometimes that's really cool. It would be interesting, yeah. Yo, Torin, if you're in Australia right now for some reason, you're locked up with the COVID in Australia listening to this, let's let's collab. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. We already have a lineup for a music festival here. <laughs> let's make it happen. Perfect. What's next for you guys? Are you still writing music? So the album is going to be a shorter album. It's like a six-song album, and it's called Volume 1, and we're going to release kind of more volumes a little bit more frequently, um, and we just decide to kind of focus more on the quality of the tracks rather than pump out 10, 12 tracks and mm. make a, an album. Like, things are so quick these days. We just want to kind of stay relevant and um, keep our fans uh engaged in just writing new stuff as as we're releasing new stuff kind of deal so right now we're just at the end of our creative process so we have a few music videos it's not just one music video it's going to be about four music videos six songs a couple lyric videos a couple uh, cool collabs with remixers and other featured artists um and that releases november 13th but we're going to be releasing another um track that that's going to going to be more upbeat in mid-October. So just stay on our Instagram or join our mailing list if you guys want to be the first to kind of check that out. We're going to be hitting it pretty hard, just kind of release after release after release and doing a a few cool things to just chat with our fans. We want to kind of knock on their doors or send some texts and stuff. So we're setting that entire thing up. That sounds awesome. Very excited. Are you doing any live stream concerts? We're talking about it. So this is, I haven't even talked to our publicist about this or anybody on our team, but yes. Yes. Most likely when we release the the record in November, we're going to be doing some sort of package with, uh, if you purchase the album, you get to see the live show as well. And we are not holding back. You know, some of these online shows are kind of like a dumbed down version or an acoustic version. Mm. And we're thinking about how do we make this bigger than our normal live show? <laughs> like our, we yeah. want to go all out. And um, a couple of our previous members um, and uh, our old drummer, Anthony actually uh, is going to be helping us out because he works at a production company and we're teaming up with them and we're going to try to make this pretty epic and interactive. 
So it's going to be a full on live show, crazy LED walls and pyro and interactions with the band. So we're we're going to try to go for it. That sounds epic. We we love the live shows in Australia because obviously we don't get to see a lot of shows unless we fly to America or Canada. So to be able to like tune in to these live shows is is so awesome. Yeah. So like I said, it's going to be released probably shortly on Instagram or our mailing list. So that's the best way we can stay in touch with our fans and just connect with us there. We sure will. Sean Cavallo from the band Manic Drive all the way from Canada. Thank you so much for joining us on Vision 180. It's been so great to chat with you. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 